All right, and welcome to the podcast, Everything You Never Need to Know About Movies, Music, and Theater. I am your host, Matt. And in addition to uh, bringing back some old friends, I have been wanting to bring back my uh, old friend here for a while, um, trying to pick a good topic for the two of us to talk about. Um, and this one seemed, uh, it was actually all her idea, and I was, and I was like, you know what, this is a great topic. And then I also realized some interesting things about the topic itself. So we're gonna get right into it. But first of all, I wanna introduce my guest. She is an actress. She is a director. It is on her resume. She's a stage manager. She's a, a, a troubadour in theater, all things theater. A great friend, a wonderful uh, a friend to me, her family, um, everyone, we're all close. We're all good friends, my wife and, um, her fiance, uh, and it's uh, great to have her back on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Bedard. Kathy, welcome back. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. I forgot that your uh, thing doesn't pick up sound. So what was playing in the intro, so Kathy uh, knows, was the um, Wildest Dreams from the musical Lizzie, which we were both um, uh, a part of, so. (laughs) Nice. I love Lizzie. It's a great show. I've been... um, doing different intros for different people. And I felt that one was uh, uh, worked for you perfectly. Um, so we're gonna get right into our uh, topic today. So tonight, tonight we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about an artist, we're gonna do some songs, but we're also gonna do it in a different way than I've done it before. Usually with um, these musical artists, I have my guests and I come up with a top 10 list and we'll go through that, that kind of thing. Um, but but I realized halfway through, I don't know much about this artist. I listened to them. I enjoyed what I've heard, but I've never really dissected them in the sense of other artists I love, you know, Billy Joel, The Who, Elton John, etc. So, um, and my guest, uh, you know, Kathy is very excited about this topic and loves bare naked ladies. Oh, I already said it. So we'll talk about the bare naked ladies. Um, so I think that this would be the easiest thing instead of doing a top 10 list, we're going to, um, uh, Kathy gave me some of her favorite songs. I have some of my favorite songs. It's less than Kathy's to be honest. And we're just going to go through them and talk about each one as we go. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, very quickly, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies is a Canadian rock band, if you haven't heard of them. Uh, they've been around since 1988, uh, formed in Scarsboro, um, Ontario. And it began essentially with a, a, a duo, uh, Ed Robertson and Stephen uh, Page. And then it was brought, and then Jim and Andy Cregan were brought in, uh, Tyler Stewart by 1990. And, uh, and, uh, as of right now, Andy Creek and, and Stephen Page have both left the band, which there was some uh, controversy with all that, but they have been inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2018, where Stephen Page and Andy Cregan both joined uh, Ed Robinson and the rest of the uh, current Bare Naked Ladies on stage for the first time. So it's... Uh, they have a quite interesting um, uh, catalog. Um, Kathy, talk to me about, because you were obviously very, very excited when we picked this one, this particular band and topic. So um, what, uh, if you just tell me what this band, what your connection is with this band and, and what, you know, how you feel about the band. 
Of course. Uh, it's one of those bands that every time I listen to them, I always find another song that I enjoy because they have such a good you know, spread, such a good gamut of silliness, not taking themselves seriously, really fun, hyped up songs, a lot of energy. And then they have a lot of serious songs as well that cover serious topics that can be about supporting one another and being there for each other or going through hard times. So they get to have that dichotomy. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy the most about them is you could be dancing and laughing and singing about chimpanzees, or you can be sitting down to a, a calm love song. So I, I really have enjoyed that, that widespread nature of this band. Yeah, they tend to kind of not, I mean, it's hard to, from, for me to kind of um, put them in a category because they're not a, like a jam band, like a Dave Matthews or Counting Crows or something like that. Um, but they're also not, they're not really a rock band, like hardcore rock, like the Foo Fighters or, you know, something like that. But they, and, but they're not a comedy band. They're not like Fly the Concords or, um, or Weird Al Yankovic. So it's kind of, they're kind of in this weird mixture, like kind of hodgepodge. Is that, is that fair to say? 100% fair. They've fallen into, you know, alter alternative rock scene, but they had, you know, little mini raps in places. They've hit more rocky type songs, definitely different genres within their music. And they came in right in the, in the middle of the 90s. So, so Kathy and I both being, have, having grown up in the 90s, you know, they were, they got a fair amount of airplay come, you know, 91 and 92. And you couldn't go into any store and not hear at least a couple of the songs that are on this list um, at any given time. And then some of these, some of these songs that are on here seem almost like deep cuts, like, like personal um, ones that you like that. Right? Cause some of them weren't, when I was looking at the list and doing some research, there were a handful that you were on your list that aren't singles, but there are obviously really good songs. I'm, I'm very grateful that they broke out into the U.S. music scene in around, what, 1998 or so. Since yeah. They got really big in Canada first, since that's where they were touring and that's where they were known. And had they not broken into the U.S. music scene, you know, maybe we wouldn't have heard them as soon as we did. I had a CD or two, and I remember listening to uh, those CDs and car rides, long car rides with my family. Yeah, they they were definitely had really good um, driving around doing nothing kind of kind of band to have music playing, you know, just just fun music and and the, also the great thing is to me they don't really have a style. I mean, they have a style, you know, you your bare naked ladies uh, song, you're like that's a bare naked ladies, but they don't have like again like I said a genre like a, a style that you can put in put them in a, a box. They kind of they're kind of all over the place. Um, in terms of um, the kind of music that they they play. I mean, it says they have a, a mixture of pop, rock, hip hop, rap, you know, literally, et cetera. And they have been known on live performances to do comic banter and freestyle rapping in between songs. Um, have you seen them live? Have you ever seen them? I have, I saw them live uh, when I lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So that's when wow. I got to see them live, so. It was already af after the point that Stephen Page had left, so I didn't get to see him, but I, I was stoked that they were coming to someplace I lived. They tend to be on tour somewhere where I had left. So, for example, they'd be on the East Coast when I had moved from the East Coast to the Midwest. 
And I would just, I felt like it never lined up with where I was, or I was away at college and they came closer to my hometown. And I'm like, just one of these days. So I was very excited when they were going to be live there. Well, and so what's interesting, we should talk about this. So the, the band had two, essentially two leaders. They had Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. And it was right around 2009 that um, the, uh, there was rumblings that their things weren't going great to the extent that um, it was announced that um, Stephen Page was going to leave Bare Naked Ladies in 2009 on February 24th. He made the um, announcement, uh, funny enough, on my dad's birthday. And um, it was it was basically like, one, it seemed like one of those PR statements, you know, hey, we're, everything's great, but, you know, Stephen wants to do his own thing and we're going this way. So, but we wish him luck and we hope everything's you know, hunky-dory and all that. But then it came out in 2011 that um, Stephen Page had been arrested for possession of cocaine and he had hinted at a couple of things that things weren't happy within the band and, you know, not obviously they reunited for the um, uh, Canadian Hall of Fame, not just the concert, but also um, uh, uh, not only the ceremony, but they also did like a mini concert, did two of their songs. So, you know, it might have been a little bit of ego, probably creativity. I mean, if they were the two leaders, they were probably pulling the band in two different directions. Um, you know, go this way or go that way. And then Stephen Page, um, I haven't listened to any of his stuff on the side. I've heard that it's actually really good stuff. So I, I can't speak for it um, myself. Um, I can only assume you've probably... Um, listen to songs after Stephen Page left. Do you feel mm -hmm. there's a there's a difference, or is there any kind of like quality control change at all? Sure. I mean, it does help that the band has written songs together, and that the two leads did both write songs. But uh, Ed is a songwriter on his own and has written a bunch of songs. So has uh, you know other band members. They still kept you know the un upbeat funny songs and they still kept some serious songs so i feel like the true nature of the bare naked ladies remained in the types of songs that they were writing uh their newest cd i do feel like differed a little bit but that was long after he had left so that wasn't their you know first album after him yeah and i don't know if you've seen the uh the canadian hall the Canadian uh, Hall of Fame. It is on uh, YouTube if anyone wants to find it, and they do do the they do do the show. And it seems like kind of again, it could be complete stagecraft. It could be complete completely false, but it seemed like they were interacting like they used to when it was all of them because Andy Cregan and and Stephen Page came back and were inducted and were a part of the celebration. Um, I don't know. You, have you have you have you not seen the uh, the video at all? Or I watched it. I thought um, Andy had waved from the audience. I didn't know if he played with them, but I did watch that bit, and I watched an interview as well, where an interviewer talks to each of the the leads separately on how you know if they're excited for this, what were their thoughts about it, and you know they always play on stage together. Uh, Ed immediately texted Stephen about it, and it seemed like they they made it work, and it it wasn't wasn't a bad thing at all. They were very proud of what they accomplished together. Yeah, there have been reports saying that um, they don't have a plans to do another reunion, but they have not ruled it out. So, you know, as, as things change, you know, um, time away from people when they get back together, especially in a band, I know that well, 
it's kind of like no time has passed. And I mean, all bands go through these kind of circumstances. There's a whole documentary about Oasis and uh, uh, the Eagles and all the troubles that they went through uh, in Genesis. So every band has its own thing. But um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about the band before we get into this uh, this list here? The specific music. I think the only other thing I'd say is I really enjoyed that uh, you could put on you know, most CDs and listen to them in the car with your family. So if, if I had a million dollars, we'll talk about some of the more specifics of each song, but they were also ones that the whole family could enjoy. And I think that differed, especially, you know, growing up, you have certain CDs that you're just going to be brooding to or listening to yourself or not sharing as a group. And they have a lot of songs you can really share with a group of people. I mean, I, you and I probably could agree on a lot of a lot of it, but yeah, there's sometimes you want to just drive in the car and have an attitude and and kind of you know uh, uh, say fuck you to the rest of the world. But yeah, the bare naked ladies seem to be in that kind of like family. They obviously they're not writing for a family group, but I I don't think they really go blue very much. They don't really have. They don't use a lot of swears. They don't do a lot of. Um, quote-unquote adult content but they do sing about whatever is going on in their lives i mean obviously after stephen page left there was no song like we lost a bandmate because he was snorting crack and got arrested but you know you know but they, they probably hide it under a lot of subtlety and con and uh pretense um all right so we're going to get into the list pretty quickly so how we're going to do it this way is i basically put all the songs in a list and we're going to go from uh the bottom up and it's basically it's known it's not in any real order but it's in an order more their lesser known stuff versus when we get to the end of the list which will be their pretty much their singles and their hits um just so also people who are listening and don't know any of these songs can get used to it so so we're going to start with this one here new has worked um, because i've lost 24 pounds and because I'm an idiot, there's a ad. Okay. who don't know this is bare naked ladies uh polywog uh in a bog which was from their uh kit <laughs> songs um and this was actually on kathy's list i i had never heard this but now i'm hearing this and i love this song this is a fun fun um song so kathy talk to me a little bit about this song so i feel like uh it's one of those that sure maybe adults but you can still enjoy listening to kids songs type of songs they had a whole album that was for kids and uh, i think that fits with the nature of 
their silliness and their humor and it's catchy so why not it's totally it's totally catchy you know just the, the rhythm and what have you um it's nuts how how and for anyone who wants to look this up the video is basically just song puppets it's like literally something out of um uh, jim henson like uh oh what was that uh jim henson property uh um otter and uh oh god i can't think of it now but it's like a christmas special with otters and things um I'll never think of it, but um, yeah, kind of in that in that way too. So um, I think you're thinking of Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Thank you. Yes, um, that's what I was thinking. Thank you so much. That was perfect. Um, okay, sorry. I'm pause, uh, pausing for a second. Okay. for a second i'm gonna uh cut this bit so that's the list i'm going through so if you want to uh listen listen on your own so you know what we're talking about and when we're singing uh, sing about um thank you i was about to ask you for it uh, I, I only have one question since you're going to cut this out um <laughs> since i'm using my mic and i mute through zoom when i mute i'm going to just make sure you still can't hear me I want to make sure it wasn't still coming through because the mic itself isn't muted. Zoom is. So figured I'd ask. Good to know. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the list I'm going I'm going by. I literally was just doing it while, we were, while you were talking. So I, I, I apologize for not listening to you while you were speaking. I like to listen to my guests while they, while they're talking, but I, I didn't think of it till just now. Um, that's how much of an idiot I am. Okay. So, um, Okay, so we're still recording. Uh, well, all right, so that was our first song. So here comes the next one on the list. Again, we're going from bottom to top. Again, these are songs, these are my lesser known. I don't know any of these songs that are on her list except for um, two of them coming up, but uh, this is the next one here. After an ad. These, these ads are killing me. I fucking hate these ads. This is gonna be cut too. <laughs> All right, and music is starting now. Yeah. 
Okay, so this is uh, aluminum. Uh, this is from, if I'm not mistaken, the, the album uh, uh, Everything to Everyone. So this is actually a uh, Stephen Page and Ed Robinson co-write. Uh, and the vocal is actually Jim Cregan. It is not, it, uh, it's Jim Cregan Ed, and Ed Robinson. So this one's very, very interesting. Again, it's very, again, it's a very different than what you think bare naked ladies is it, it sounds it sounds a little jack jack's mannequin or um you know uh, uh very different than what i was expecting but the good song uh, uh this was on your list captain why <laughs> it was so they have a lot of songs with just interesting lyrics and comparisons to very specific things and the fact that it was just like the specifically the lyric of you're so lightweight how can you survive recycling moments from other lives you're not as precious as you contrive comparing to that you're just aluminum i really appreciate creative lyrics and i think that's another reason i really enjoy this band because they have songs with interesting comparisons and metaphors that aren't in other songs it gets tiring sometimes especially in the mainstream to hear the same type of lyrics over and over and over even if that is what you're feeling it's it gets very redundant and so that's one of the reasons i pick this one i i find that they're they're clever a lot of the times it's only so many times that a person can listen to i've lost my girl and i'm gonna sing about it and you know i love you i miss you yeah yeah it's only so many times you can hear that and not want to hurt yourself okay um all right so aluminum good song very good song all right coming up next on the podcast here after this uh ad on my lips Pay up front and make a wish One day I will work with animals All the tests I'm gonna do All my stuff's completely natural Okay, for anyone who knows, so this one is Some Fantastic. This is off of uh, uh, Stunt, which was 1998, Bare Naked Ladies. Again, Ed Robinson and Stephen Page uh, co-write. Um, and I would say, I think this is the album that really got them into the uh, American. This was what was re released, because this had all the hits. It was like, I, I remember, I was in middle school at the time, and I, I can remember people like talking about this band and talking about this uh, um, these songs. The funniest thing is people trying to explain the name to everyone else, like, you know, oh, I'm listening to Bare Naked Ladies, or oh, is that Bare Naked Ladies? And, you know, our parents would be like, wait, what? What are you doing? And I'm like, no, it's their name is literally Bare Naked Ladies, which is really funny. Um, all right, talk to me about this, because this, again, on your list, Kathy. I know, it was really hard for me to pick the top 10. 
Matt had asked me to send 10. I sent him more than 10. That's, I, there's that's also why, ones that's outside this list that I also enjoy, and I think even I didn't realize how many songs I really liked until I started sitting down and going, oh, and this one, oh, and also this one. And this is one of those that uh, I hadn't listened to in a little while because it's, it's one that I enjoy for similar reason to Aluminum, where it has creative lyrics as well. And I like that whole, there's a lot of things I'll never do. And you know, as much as I want to be with you, it's it's interesting verses with a simple, simple direct message in the chorus. It's upbeat, it's fun. I think there are kind of songs for everyone, as you'll know by the end of this, that if mm -hmm. it's not a band that you've listened to their other stuff, you should check them out. Uh, they have you know the top of the charts that a lot of people do know, but there are also a lot of gems outside of that. I mean, you've got we're on literally on song three, and none of these songs sound the same at all. There's very little you uh, instrumentation that is is um, that you can compare between them. I mean, you know, obviously Stephen Page's voice is very. Um, um very unique and very particular so you can pick him out right away but the style the movement this feels like almost like a country song in a certain way and kind of like a kind of you, you say know. that and it's not on our list today but speaking of country and different genres i recommend listening to township of king which is an extremely folky song in comparison to any other song I've heard on any of their other albums. I actually sent it to my father recently in case he hadn't heard it because he really enjoys that type of music and guitar picking on the strings. And it's extremely folky. It's a very beautiful uh, song. And so that doesn't sound like them at all either. <laughs> exactly. And I will say that I think four of the songs and they'll be near the end of the list, um, my band and myself have covered and they are on my some of my solo um, gigs that I've done. So um, yeah, completely. All right, let's go to the next one. Them coming anonymously, so they leave no trail. Never thought of heaven and I are from overseas. But some of this enemy stationary filled with chimpanzees. Some chimps in swimsuits, some chimps are swinging from a vine, some chimps in jack boots. Some chimps that wish they could be my Starsky and Hutch chimps. A chimp who's sitting on the can, a pair of Dutch chimps who send them up from Amsterdam. Another Okay, another postcard by, again, uh, Bare Naked Ladies. This is amazing. I can't believe I've never heard this song before. The minute it hit and that beat was dropping and they're doing, it's rap, but to me it's not rap. It's very kind of... It's a little bit of music theater in it, a little bit, and, and you know, and its simplicity and its directness. Um, and there's your chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I thought it was funny. Apparently, someone they know like did actually receive a postcard with a chimpanzee on it, and they thought it was funny, and it sparked the inspiration for the song. I don't know if you've listened to him, but there's a um, he was a solo artist, but he's also a uh, musical theater writer. Um, David Yazbek. This is very David Yazbek to me. Um, um, for those who don't know, he has David Yazbek has four solo albums. He's also written uh, Full Monty the Musical, Dirty Ron Scoundrels, The Band's Visit, great, great musicals. Tootsie just came out, and I think he's working on The Princess Bride. So, but this is wonderful. Again, nothing you would expect. This is nothing like you'd expect anything. Um, the, the verses in the beginning with the very fast fire lyrics is very attributed to Very Naked Ladies. So that, that suits them very well. Yeah. Some and, of their older live shows, they would improv that in between songs. And like I said, it doesn't, it's, it's not rap in its purest form, like in, its, in, in, the, in the sense, but it's very kind of, oh, we're going to tell this thing and we're going to talk and we're going to do this and we're going to, it's, it's very rhythmic, rhythmically correct, it's, but it's sing-songy. It's, you know, I don't know how else to explain it, except it's very, to me in my ear, Stephen Sondheim, there's so much Sondheim in this right now, but I can only imagine they've never listened to any of that. Um, but, all right, we're going to go to the next one. I'm thinking this whole more thing. And there's an ad. Everywhere I go, someone's trying to be my girlfriend's best friend. I'm trying to pretend I'm relaxed, but I'm playing castanets with my knees. I try to be cool and give her space, but a guy's always there ready to jump right up and take my place. So I wanna make a big fool out of me listening to some of these lyrics and listening to the way that everything's kind of put together um by the way uh, the last song was off of um um again everything to everyone's uh, uh um album these feel almost also a little bit like 50s and 60s songs like the funny songs of the past so they're taking a little homage to to that like you know early beatles stuff like you know Try to make a point, but make it funny and make it interesting. And like you said, make the lyrics very, very interesting. Um, Kathy, talk to me about this song. So this one, also catchy, uh, also interesting. It, the music video had it with King of the Hill, the cartoon, the TV show, in the background. So it's also on the soundtrack for King of the Hill. Anyone who watches that show. So that kind of fits in line with, you know, we've seen them in the future in Big Bang Theory. We've seen them elsewhere. It's not really surprising. And uh, yeah, I think this one stood out. I know it was on their greatest hit CD as well. So it's one that I listened to along with the others on that album yeah i don't know if i said the the title it's uh, get in line 
um, which is off of because it is on the um, the uh, King of the Hill uh, soundtrack. I just don't know if it's off, off on a different one. Uh, okay, so this actually was written for King of the Hill, but it also only appears on their Greatest Hits um, album. Um, disc one, all their Greatest Hits, 1991 to 2001. So, um, but great song, amazing song for this one. Uh, and again, that fast pace bit that they keep doing. I mean, you're gonna see it on the top songs that we talk about but you know all right uh going on to the next one now this one's going to be interesting i want to i want to i'll definitely want to know your opinion on this one I hadn't made them yet and I'd be like hi let me know when you're gonna send out the next set of links thank you so, yeah, so um, all right. I understand that yeah it's, it's coveted oh, okay okay all right so uh yeah so we're just about to do lovers in dangerous times I am recording and we'll just take off from there get to stop and open our eyes One minute you're waiting for the sky to fall And next you're dazzled by the beauty of it all Lovers in a dangerous time Okay, so this is Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Now, Kathy, I really want to know this uh, very interesting because this is a um, it's a, a cover. cover. Yeah. yeah. And when I initially heard it, I didn't know it was a cover. Um, and as I'm sure a lot of people are familiar, often introduced to a song and you don't realize it's covered and then you seek out the origins. So yeah, it was originally written by Bruce Cockburn and Bare Naked Ladies covered this song. And I think they did a beautiful job with it. Uh, originally, it was inspired by teenage love in the time of the Cold War and uncertainty. But other people have put different interpretations to it, whether HIV and the AIDS crisis at the time or um, different refugee crisis. And when you know the author heard this, he was still delighted by the different interpretations of this. So I think it, it resonates with you know, love in time of crisis. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very interesting song and it's, it's very, uh, 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 Crosby, Steel, Nash and Young kind of song like that. It's got that vibe to it. It's very, I, li I like this. Um, and this one is off of their, um, again, the uh, um, Greatest Hits album. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to the next one here. I re-copied the list, by the way. And we're in an ad, so Kathy will probably hear the song before I start playing. But that's okay. That's just how things are, because we're going to cut all this right now. You bet someone you can live without. There's someone you can just shove out. Won't you so? 
Okay, so this one is called Be My Yoko Ono. So Bare Naked Ladies has a, has a very interesting habit of, um, as we go further, making comments on popular culture references. Um, you know, they they name various people within the the uh, um, music industry. And a couple of the ones they make mention of other like movie stars and movies and et cetera, et cetera. So it's very interesting how they do this. And again, this to me, if anyone knows like a couple of Beatles tunes of um, like, um, I just saw her face. It, this sounds very much like I just saw her face and, and what have you. It's very skiffle, very fast and, and that type of thing. And it's very, very, very interesting. I like this tune very well. And actually this was on my list when we were doing the top 10 list, but this was on your list too. So talk to me about Buzz, it matched. Yes. I, I think my favorite line is the, I'd gladly give up my musical genius just to have you as my very own personal Venus. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, as we haven't yet mentioned, with a lot of these songs, you'll notice that this band has great harmonies. They harmonize so well with each other. Uh, and so I think that's, that's another reason the music sounds so full, because of all the har harmonies. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. And I think, yeah, I don't think they get enough credit for the harmonies. I mean, the harmonies are beautiful and they harmonize so, so well. Um, and it is one thing that as we were, as I was listening to some of their newer stuff, it's still there, but it that 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 to me is the only thing that, that kind of got lost when Stephen Page and Andy Cregan left. Um, but yeah, that, that's You have great. some other band members joined in as vocal harmony. I like Kevin and such, but you, know, you don't have the same two key voices. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, Stephen um, Page has a very distinct voice. All right, here comes the next one. Some people want to take a high dive into a drink. Some people want to watch the world swirl into the sink. Why would you argue is the glass half full? It's a mess. I drank the first half, you can drink the rest. Hey! One foot in the pedal, one hand on the wheel. Don't know where I'm headed, but it starts right here. Everywhere I go is home, every town and every road. Every song I've ever known, carried in my bones. I feel like a lightning strike, every time I rock the mic. You can join me if you like, or I'll go on my own. Okay, this one is uh, looking up. Um, <laughs> now, please, I don't, I don't know the background of of this. Uh, so, first of all, this was um, also on my list too. This was like um, right above uh, Yoko Ono. So, um, you and I agree on this one completely. But uh, explain this to me. Is I this... was so surprised by this song. I that know, beginning. I know we have said more than once that they have a diverse palette of songs. But when I heard this one, I felt like we just hit another genre. It sounds like a lot of the other modern alternative rock bands that I listened to. And that beginning reminds me of Junior Junior a little bit, that band and a few others. And just hearing that intro would never have expected that to turn into a Bare Naked Lady song. 
want to know the the chicken and the egg of this. Did this come before the shark dance that's been made popular on TikTok, or did the shark <laughs> dance come before this? And was this just taking from it? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, the shark that shark song goes back to even before it became popular. I used to sing it in camp when I was a little kid. The do do do. It's it's like oh no, don't start. <laughs> I know, right? It's gonna get stuck in my head. Um, I actually recently heard this, and um, Bare Naked Ladies, and specifically Ed Robinson, did a kind of like while we were in COVID, did like a mini concert, and this one he did as a, an acoustic, and it's actually really good acoustic. So it shows also that these songs that have a little bit of a pop sound to them, they start off like a regular song. You uh, people complain about Taylor Swift songs, but listen, if you listen to them acoustically, the fact that they can be played acoustically instantly should shut the naysayers up of that. Oh, it's just Bob. No, you can play it any way because she's writing it the same way she's always written it. So, um, and you could take that song, take out the electro pop intro, and still sing that song. It'd be a different what, style, but it yeah. still would. It, I, st I still think it would hold. That's what Ed Robinson did, and it would sounded absolutely perfect. So, yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna go on to the next one. Uh, this one again is uh, was just on Kathy's list, so this is uh, coming up. <laughs> So this is Who Needs Sleep, again, off of the Bare Naked Ladies. Again, I'm going to keep saying it, the most, probably the most popular album they have, Stunt. Um, it was what put them into the mainstream, brought them into America, and, and made them as popular as they are now. This song, if you listen to it, and you listen to where they ended up going, because Looking Up is a newer song, you can hear the, 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 the influences, and you can hear, because that middle bit, Who Needs Sleep, if you added the electric thing, it would be a hop, skip, and a jump away from looking up. It really would be. Um, but I like this one. I love the, this is one of those songs, I like the verses and the pre-chorus more than I like the, the chorus, the Who Needs Sleep bit. But I love the, the chorus. It's a great rhythm, great, um, like, driving force to it. And it's got a great kind of, you know, um, <laughs> like the lyrics are just so funny for anyone who's ever shared a bed with their, their loved one of like you know you want your own space but you're all obviously you know 
how many times do I wake up and my wife has kicked me and kicked my legs because they've gone across the 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 uh, the arbitrary line that was crossed in the bed? You know what I mean? So, um, Kathy, I'm surprised this was not on my list, but this was on your list. Talk to me about this. I think it's the anthem of those with insomnia. That's true. Insomniatic anthem. That's really what it is. It's it's extremely relatable. Whether you just you know couldn't sleep when you were in college and staying up late or you can't sleep just because you can't get comfortable or you're just too many running thoughts from being an adult. And it's just, it's a relatable fun anthem. And if anything, if you can't sleep and you listen to this, it will probably wake you up even more. But you know what? You might as well be happy about it. You're awake, you're listening to music and don't don't stress. Don't, don't stress about it. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you because this is one of the insomniac songs that make, make having insomnia fun which it's not. Exactly. Instead of it being a drawn out dark thing, it's a, who needs sleep? It's fine. It's great. Everything is going to be fine. (laughs) You could take it in a little bit of our sarcastic tone, but I I, I definitely take it in a little bit more of the optimistic, who needs sleep? We can do such and such. Um, Or maybe it's 3 a.m. and you're like, fine, I can't sleep. Who needs sleep? Uh, You know that you need it, but you're trying to convince yourself that you don't. It's it's, it's fine. (laughs) This is the other coin. This is the other side of the coin of Matchbox 20's uh, 3 a.m. Yes. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. and I'm lonely. And this one's like, who needs sleep? You know, if these guys just got together, I assume that they're men, but if these guys just got together and hung out and did what, you know, they ever, whatever they wanted to do, I'm sure they'd fall asleep. They'd be fine. Um, anyway. Okay. <clears throat> We're going on to the next one, ladies and gentlemen. This is... Uh, uh, another good one. Uh, okay, coming at you. is call and answer again this is from stunt ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the fact that you had who sleep just a minute ago and you have this song on the same goddamn album this tells you right now this is not a band that you ever like 
the last song, Who Needs Sleep, is a fun kind of energetic. This is so, this song is so profound. This is so, he's questioning his life. What's the future going to hold? What's the next step? And it's so beautiful and it's so amazing. And again, if the last one was a kind of bumpy kind of, you know, a fun one. This one is definitely more in the line of, this sounds like even like it could have been a Google Dolls song of the same era. It's so um, amazingly different. And I love this song. Again, I can see that. again, this was on your list. Talk to me about this one. It was, I think it's beautiful. It really pulls at the heartstrings, as you mentioned. And this one, it wasn't written about him, but it reminds me of Kevin Hearn. He battled leukemia twice and he wasn't able to tour with the band during part of like their American tour. And when he joined them on stage one time in between the two times, this was one of his favorite songs. And so he got to play uh, on keyboard for this. And so it reminds me of that, how tough that was for the band to go through that and you know feel like you're could actually lose a band member he's still around today he survived it thank goodness but it reminds me of that and that's you know being there for each other and how important that is yeah and and the fact that when we get you know to the end of the song that it's it's talking about rebuilding it has that line of i promise you'll be the first to crucify you, now it's time to prove that you come back here to rebuild. I mean, that's a beautiful sentiment right there in this song. Um, and you just finished hearing a song about funny things and you're on to this profoundly beautiful one. I mean, if you listen, if anyone who grew up with the, this band in their, you know, middle school years, now, you know, our age, or older, it's even more profound even now because now you're at the age that these people are like thinking about and what have you. I mean, you know, it's, it's just amazing. All right, we're gonna go to the next one here. Feels weird. Uh, right after the uh, advertisement of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Struck by lightning sounds pretty frightening, but you know the chances are so small. Stuck by beasting, nothing but a bee thing. Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall. But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up, tell the bookie put a bet, and not a damn thing will go wrong. The odds are that we So, uh, so this is Odds, Odds Are, this is from uh, one of the newer albums, uh, 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 Grin, uh, Grinning Streak, uh, 2013, um, written by Edward Robinson and Kevin uh, Griffin. So, listening to this song and knowing that Ed Robinson co-wrote this, and listening to the last song, which Stephen Page co-wrote it with Stephen Duffy, um, I can see, I can see where everything, I can see the designation on both duties. They've always, people have talked about John Lennon and Paul McCartney and their partnership and that 
Um, John Lennon is basically a kind of bubbly, optimistic person, and John Lennon is more sardonic, more kind of dark, and allowed the songs to not be so sappy. I think this is very similar in the partnership of Stephen Page and Edward Robinson, because you can tell a lot of the songs after Stephen left became more optimistic. And, you know, the fact that um, Call and Answer, which was the last one, um, was Stephen Page and it was very profound and very deep and very emotional. Um, you can see where the, the they kind of um, met in the middle because this is this is just Edward Robinson and it's completely optimistic. You know, the odds are we're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. We're going to be all right. Don't worry about it. We're going to be good. Um, again, this is on your list. Uh, talk to me about this one. So I think this song is a little funny to listen to in the past year during the pandemic uh, here. <laughs> the odds are that we will probably be all right. We are gonna make it through this. And I think it, it still does resonate no matter what time people are going through. There's another side of the fence. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and you can get through it. And it's, it's gonna be okay. The odds are, are in our favor. And so it doesn't, it doesn't quite hit home this past year than it did when it came out. But I love the upbeat nature. I like, again, how specific they are in certain lyrics with the, you know, killed by a great white or a meteorite. It's, it's extremely specific imagery that gives you pictures in your brain as you're listening to this. So it has a fun feel that isn't just trying to convince you in jovial manner that it's going to be okay. It's making you picture all these bizarre scenarios that you're not going to encounter. And I think that makes it a lot of fun. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um... And yeah, that, that is a good point that this, uh, it could, it's definitely kind of, it speaks to what we're going through right now and um, that we are going to be all right because, you know, people are getting their vaccines. Um, you know, my wife is getting hers actually tomorrow. We're recording this on April 6th. So Megan's getting hers tomorrow. My parents have both been vaccinated, although my dad only has first shot. He needs a second shot. As of April 19th, I will be eligible. So I'll be you know, and it was funny. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jackie Freeman, and she was on Twitter, like refreshing constantly to try to get in line for something. And she luckily is going to get her beginning her shot. So um, there is hope that things are going to turn around and come back and, um, and what have you, and we'll be able to see each other. I mean, you know, I've been very lucky that Zoom came around and we've been able to do things and Kathy and I have been able to work on things um, and see each other through Zoom and, and see, continue having our family see each other. But there's nothing like, you know, um, having a nice Saturday or Sunday afternoon and uh, Kathy and her uh, fiance come by and hang out with little Ben. I mean, that's, that'll be the fun part. Um, all right, so let's go on to the next one here. I'm so free, it's really amazing 
Okay, so this is um, Falling for the First Time, Bare Naked Lays off of the Maroon album. So this was the album that came out after Stunts. So this is when they've already been ingrained into um, um, America. And so this album um, pushed them even further because then it showed the next side of what they were going to do. Um, and this one was just a fun one again. And again, it's talking about, you know, it's, it's uh, someone described it as trying to recreate the feeling of falling in love again and it really has that kind of like you know everything's clicking and things are happening and so much is going on and your heart's beating and it has that pulse of like oh my god oh my god oh my god and and obviously that pulse of is this the one is this the person i'm supposed to be with forever etc etc so it's very it's quite interesting um and just a fun song um Kathy, talk to me about this one. I love the contrast because in the nature of meeting someone new, you get that fumbling, that awkwardness that you could be the most fly, the most cool person. And then all of a sudden someone likes someone and they're tongue tied. So the whole, it initially starts out with, I'm so cool, too bad I'm a loser. And you know, I'm fly. It's probably why I feel like I'm falling for the first time. I think it, it captures that perfectly and that contrast back and forth, back and forth in the verses. Um, and I'm so chill. No wonder it's freezing. It's it's funny. And I think one thing that they're amazing at with their lyric writing is that the verses can be very specific. They can be more humorous. And then sometimes the chorus will hit you with the heartfelt, with the truth. And this one does just that. You know, anyone perfect must be lying. Anything easy has its cost. You know, anyone love can be lost. It has some heavy hitter notes in the chorus, considering how silly the verses are and how whimsical they feel. So this this is my favorite song by Bare Naked Ladies. I know to, to each their own. I love a lot of their music. That's pretty clear uh, by this podcast. But this has always been my favorite one uh, from them. It's, it's, an, it's a great one. And you're right about the chorus because it... What I like is that it doesn't just talk about the first one and yeah, you're awkward, you're trying to be, I love the fact that you use the word fly. I, I kind of want you to bring it back just like a uh, wizard. Fly and wizard should be like a big thing. But anyway, um, what I was saying is that, and I like that the chorus doesn't doesn't bring it to like a, you know, cause you can be funny and you know, all that. But as you were saying, it's, it, brings it to a little bit more of a serious thing so it gives it stakes because that's what falling in love is it's it's not just the butterflies and and this and that it's also like okay is this going to be something that is lasting or is this just going to be another you know uh three dates and then i have to go through this whole stuff again yeah what um, if i lost my way what it what if i what if this isn't the right thing it's the questioning it's the doubt it's yeah. knowing you may not be able to keep this, even if it feels awkward and fantastic. Yeah, I have I have said it multiple times, and uh, I'll say it I'll say it on the podcast too. I don't miss dating. I like the first uh, the falling for the first time is great, and you know it was it's so much fun thinking back on that. But I do not miss dating. I really don't. It's so oh, small talk is not my strong suit, and <laughs> you know the. Um, you know, and I got lucky. I got very lucky. Um, all right. So we're going to go on to the next one. This one. So these were all the ones that were specifically on 
um, Kathy's list that were not on my list. We're getting into the ones that were on my list and some were on Kathy's list, some weren't, um, but we're gonna go through um, these ones. So uh, if, you, if you're keeping track, these are kind of the uh, last dozen or so. So here we go. So this is uh, Jane. Um, this one is particularly off of the uh, 1994 album, Maybe You Should Drive. Uh, again, written by Stephen Duffy and Stephen Page. This I stumbled upon maybe about two or three years ago. And it's so just lovely and beautiful and simple. It's such a little simple love story, love song and uh, um, really funny of the fact that my wife's best friend is called um, Jane and so it's one of those like you're kind of like yeah I could I could see singing it to her obviously um, more in the line of her husband singing it to her but um, a fun song a great groove and just so smooth again you can feel the Beatles influence this sounds such a Beatles tune it really does um, Kathy, any opinion on Jane from the Bare Naked Ladies? It reminded me of, uh, not musically, but in them speaking about a specific name, Enid, which I know isn't on our list today, but when you're speaking about a specific person and this is specific relationship and type of person, and Enid, we never really knew each other anyway, less specific because they didn't know each other. Jane, there's a lot more uh, intellect with deciphering you know, how she feels and what she thinks about love yeah yeah it's it's quite interesting and uh, when Stephen writes these kinds of love songs they are very like mysterious we don't really know what really is going on it's very kind of far out and, and much more mysterious lyrics but i think that's great because then the listener can attach their own meaning to it and not necessarily have like this is what this song is about and that's all it's going to be about you know so um all right, so we're gonna go from there. We're gonna go right on to the next one. And I will say that um, since, I was, since I've been a kid, I've always enjoyed uh, this particular brand of ginger ale. <laughs> Shining like Aurora Borealis Like Sid sipping from the Stanley Chalice Falling in a bus across the USA Dumb enough to think that it would stay that way 
Lounging in the living room in Long John's More distant than Victoria to St. John's Trying to use a record to repair my heart I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to start again My friend, you're leaving me high Can it dry? I'm out of your head and I'm losing my mind Listening to me is making me cry You're leaving me high And can it dry? Okay, so I have thoughts on this one. So I do like the song, I will say. It's got a great groove, great story, great um, rhythm. Um, <laughs> if anyone has heard the song, um, um, uh, uh, it's, I think it's called Foxy Run or Run Foxy or something like that. If anyone's heard that song from the 80s, the chords of the chorus are exactly the same. I'm sorry, but Ed Robinson and, and Kevin uh, uh, Griffin literally ripped, ripped off uh, uh, Run Foxy. So I have opinions on that. But again, it's a it's a more um, smoother, softer version of that same uh, uh, rhythm kind of deal. But um, but I do like it. It's a nice rhythm, and it's easy to play on the guitar. I know because I've played it. <laughs> uh, a bit of a country feel. Yeah. A little bit of a country feel. Kathy, do you have an opinion on this particular song? Uh, it's fun. I think a lot of their songs I can appreciate and sing along with. It wasn't on my top list, but, you know, it's uh, it's still something that's catchy. And, you know, they've all from Canada, chose to stay in Canada. And so their connection to that is is important. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next one. So this is another pop culture reference. Uh, Kathy had an interesting conversation about this, but I like this, so. Uh, Drove downtown in the rain, 9.30 on a Tuesday night, just to check out the late night record shop. Call it impulsive, call it compulsive, call it insane. But when I'm surrounded, I just can't. Stop. It's a matter of instinct, it's a matter of conditioning, a matter of fact. You can call me Pablo Dog. Bring a bell and I'll salivate. How'd you like that? Dr. Landy, tell me you're not just a pedagogue. Cause right now I lie in bed. Just like Brian Wilson did. Well, I have. I'm lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did. Oh. So I'm lying here, just staring at the ceiling tiles. Okay, so this is um, Brian Wilson. Um, so uh, I'll let Kathy tell uh, her part because we were talking about this a little bit before. 
Um, but it's really funny. I, I love the, I love this song. And funny enough, there. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know Brian Wilson, listen to my um, Pet Sounds episode because I love Brian Wilson, the person himself. Um, and actually, Bare Naked Ladies performed this uh, acapella version on uh, a tribute to Brian Wilson back um, in 2000, I think, or something like some, somewhere around there. Um, but I love the song. I love just the, the uh, again, the lyrics are so clever and so fun and such a bouncy feel to it. Um, but yeah, I love this. Kathy, please tell me your, uh, what we were talking about. I was telling Matt earlier that some of their songs, when I heard them initially and I was fairly young, I didn't get, I didn't resonate with them. I was a kid, uh, specifically this song and Old Apartment. I, I was really young. Neither of those were something I felt like I could relate to. And I remember my first thought when the first time I heard the song on a CD was, who the heck is Brian Wilson? Again, I was a kid. I didn't know who that was. So I, I, I very quickly kind of hit next to the next song on the CD. As I got older, it has grown on me. I like the song, but it was not initially one of my favorites because I didn't know who it was, um, you know, in the nineties. So. In, 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 just to me, cause that is true. I mean, as a kid, you don't know, you don't know these people from a hole in the wall. And then once you know them, you're kind of like, oh, they're a big deal. I get the, the, the song a little bit more. I mean, that's happened to me way more times than I've to admit. Um, and Brian yeah. Wilson has performed it. Yes, so you're the song absolutely. that Bare Naked Ladies wrote about him, he has performed, which is very surreal. They've, they've mentioned how much it's surreal to them, but um, all right, we're gonna move on to the next one. This one, I forgot this was a Bare Naked Ladies song. Um, when I was preparing my list um, and I had found it, it was in a documentary somewhere and I started listening to it and then I was like, who sings the song by the way? Cause I know the chorus and I was like, oh my God, it's Bare Naked Ladies. I lost my lunch and I broke my glasses. That guy is cute. That girl is wailing. First day of school and I'm already failing. This is me in grade nine, baby. This is me in grade nine. This is me in grade nine. This is me in grade nine, baby. This is me in grade nine. I got a blue and red Adidas bag and a humongous binder. I try my best not to look like a minor niner. Wait, I'm pulling for What made me love this song is the second verse of um, um, when they say, I went out for the football football team and I probably shouldn't tell them that I, I love Duran Duran. <laughs> to me, that's my favorite line in the entire thing. Um, this is a great beat, great lyrics, great rhythm and great thing. And if you've ever seen, um, <laughs> see them in concert do this uh, before Stephen Page left. Stephen Page is all over the stage. There's actually one where he, he dressed like um, Charlie Brown and it's hilarious. And uh, this is one of their more outward outward um, comedy songs. And I love this song. This I love, love this song. Um, I can only assume you have a, an opinion of grade nine, yes, or? 
I think it's fun. I think it's comical. Uh, similar to the awkwardness of first love, we're all a little bit awkward and out of place, especially in middle school and high school. I know since they were uh, in Canada, they call it grade nine, grade five, where we would say, you know, fifth grade or, or what have you. It's, it's not too different. They mentioned that in some interviews where they're going as, as you would say it, you know, fifth grade, because they, they met when they were in fourth and fifth grade, the two, two leads. But it kind of brings me back to that they've known each other from a very young age. They're roughly around nine years old or so. Yeah. So these songs that they're singing about what they were like at grade nine, I mean, they've known each other when they were that age, which yeah, not yeah. every you know, music set can say. Yep, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's crazy. All right, we're gonna go on to this next one. And this next one has some impact for me in the sense that it actually, a um, mutual friend of ours, it's one of his favorites. If I Had a Million Dollars uh, off of their album, Gordon, which the uh, uh, last one was also off of, too. Now, <laughs> this is a classic Bare Naked Ladies song. This is like one of the songs they've most well known for. It's played on everything, and, and it's a great call and response with the audience. It's like a great audience participation uh, tune with it. And you also hear the comic banter. Uh, uh, between Stephen Page and Edward Robinson. Now, my connection to this is that I did not realize, again, I don't, I shouldn't say it like this, but a lot of my friends who are um, theater connections that I met through theater, like Kathy and like other people, um, we don't talk music. So I don't know what music they're really into until we start, I started this podcast. Well, at one of um so it's no secret that my wife and i before covid we were doing these um epic parties at our house because we have a huge backyard and we were doing these sing and swims and we'd do karaoke uh, near the end of the night well one of the songs that my friend came over now our mutual friend and kathy knows how much i love this man uh, uh andrew quinney came over to me and said how about we sing bare naked ladies if we if i had about i had a million dollars and i was like that is perfect and we did it together we he sang ed robinson's i sang uh, stephen page um the call and response bit and it was so much fun it was so much fun so much so that we have said uh, we will do it again when uh, COVID is lifted and we're able to do a, a 
summer block party. Not saying that we might be having one this year, but we might be having one this year if we have some vaccines and we're good. Um, Kathy, this is a classic song, classic. And this was one of the top ones for car rides with your whole family. I remember my brother, my mom, my dad, we can all just sing along. We can laugh. There, there's some clips with their live shows where they change up some of the banter some earlier on. And I feel like they could really say anything and we'd be right there with them. I mean, one of the funniest lines is, sure, I'll buy you a real fur coat. Oh, no, sorry, a fur coat, but not a real one that's cruel. Okay, that makes sense. And then as you know, later on, I'll buy you a green dress, but not a real one that's cruel. I remember busting up laughing, just thinking how unexpected, you know, that specific line was. It's, you know, buying just more craft dinner. <laughs> I do think if they were just super wealthy, they, you know, wouldn't be all that different. I'm telling you, my favorite line in the entire song, I'd buy you a monkey. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? Of course. And then how many years later they sing about chimpanzees, so... <laughs> It's a common theme. They are the only other group besides, so there are three groups that really do uh, monkey humor. I'll call it that, monkey humor. It's them, it's Counting Crows, which have a couple, which have a couple of um, songs about monkeys. But you know who's really big on um, the whole monkey situation? <laughs> Dave Matthews. <laughs> There's so much monkey stuff in his songs. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. No Bare Naked Ladies list would be complete. Um, no, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. No, we're going to do this one next. Um, I had it in a different order, but yes, this is the next one. And this <laughs> would be complete without this song it's all been done bare naked ladies off of us uh, um stunt so again their big hit album in america um i will be honest this song was the very first bare naked lady song i i ever heard and i film i love this song so much and um my band decided to cover it and i hadn't heard it in a long time so my buddy started playing playing the guitar bit and i was like oh, i remember this and i got right back into it my favorite part which is coming up is the uh, bridge if i put my fingers here and if i if i say i love you dear and if i play the same three chords would you yawn and say it's all been done that's the life of a, of a composer. If I play the same chords every time, will you just get bored? Um, but it's such a great song. It's so rocking, so energetic. Um, and again, no list would be complete without this song. Um, Kathy, I don't 
believe this was on your list, but I assume you you love you can you must love this song. I do. This is definitely if it wasn't on my list, it was one of the many ones that I was looking at before sending it to you. Yes, I had it separately, but I didn't have it um, on the ten. I love this one, the yoo-hoo-hoo, the getting to sing along. Uh, everything's been done, kind of that feeling of just almost reincarnation. <laughs> Go through the motions. People have fallen in love throughout the ages over and over again. A lot of fun. Yeah, this one's a good one. And like I said, lyrics perfect. You know, uh, I met you before the West was won and just so much fun with words. All right. This one, I, I will be honest, I was very surprised that this was on your list because I thought, I've talked to some people and they do not like this song. They feel like it's the Bare Naked Ladies sellout song. Um, I like it. But I love this song. Too little, too late. I will say this is one of my favorite songs, bar none, of the Bare Naked Ladies. And I will say this was on heavy, heavy, heavy rotation before I left my ha- my house um, when I was in middle school um, to go to the bus. This was on like multiple times on MTV and VH1. The music video is classic. This is a classic music video, and I. I don't think I left the house, even if I was running late. I don't think I left the house until I heard this song. And it was, I mean, it was perfect because it was a little too, too little too late. But it's, um, I love this and I love the beat. I love Stephen uh, Page's vocals in this. And it's so, again, it's a, it's, it, it's, it feels like the time. It feels like a 90s song to me. Um, uh, Kathy, talk to me about your opinion on this particular song. The second this song starts, love the lead-in starts really strong there there's no elongated intro it's really right up in the beat so you can get right up into it and yeah that's that's probably the most powerful part as i really like the music of this one yeah and in the video when they say endless rewind they in the video they actually rewind so they're playing playing with the the conventions of of, uh, of um music videos all right, we can't have a bare naked ladies. Uh, uh, um, we cannot have a bare naked ladies uh, 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 countdown list or anything talking about anything without this song, the single that brought them to the top. One, two, three. It's been one week since you looked at me. Hold it 
You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow sweets. I like the sushi, cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Speak like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Birdie campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick. I like a sink and they can shake out like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean while you sing well. I have a tendency to wear my mind up my sleeve. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your up in the air and you crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the reference on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, but I won't too soon. Yesterday you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. Okay, one week, baby, one week from baby. You don't see the visuals at home, but we are rocking out. Oh my God, the two of us, it's ridiculous. These last couple songs are literally like, we, Kathy and I are having a dance party for two. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can we say about this that hasn't been said before? This is the quintessential Bare Naked Lady song. This is what brought them to, to, to the mainstream. This is what gave them the hits. Um, this, this resulted in a Grammy nomination. This resulted in them pretty much not having to worry about working again because it's just so popular and so big. And uh, I mean, what could you say? The, 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 the rap in between, the choruses, the chorus themselves. I will say my favorite lyrics in the entire thing is the pre-chorus with the... Um, with the bit of, um, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. And please tell me, Kathy, you mustn't have known anyone who one week was mentioned, try to do that, you know, uh, that rap. Everyone, everyone wanted to sing that Ch fast part. Ch uh, Ch I remember Chinese my brother Chinese. learning the lyrics before I did, and he had the song on repeat to get the really fast parts. And <laughs> That's so relatable. Everyone wanted to be able to get that down, spew it off, you know, kind of show off to your friends that, yeah, I can sing along with this entire song. Watch. If it, if it wasn't um, One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, it was the, the middle part of Hook from uh, Blues Trap. It was, it was, it's crazy how, what, what, what you do with these kinds of things. Um, but this was, this was a great song. This is, you cannot have a, a and the vid music video again, classic music video. Um, heavy rotation. On, on they VH1 were surprised. Then. They were, they got really like a nice music video with really feeling professional. And when apparently when they're writing the song, they didn't know. I mean, you often don't know what's going to be your hit, but they think that's going to be a fun song. You know, no big deal. They had told Ed to just go home and write like what you improv when they improv rap in live shows. Do that and make a song. And that's what this, that's how this song came about. And it is the opening track to the um, uh, uh, to the stunt album, which got them big. So it 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 comes right in and just you know slaps you across the face, like you know, pay attention to me. Um, and apparently, when it hit what Billboard Hot 100, it was on the top for one week. I mean, how perfect <laughs> is that? <laughs> it, it it works. It was like it was meant to be, and uh, I mean. Here, here's the here's the funny thing and well it's not funny but i can only assume i understand the reason why it has never been uh uh covered this song is never like no other band has tried to cover it because it's so 
nuts and crazy. They just use the same one in there. But, um, and it's still played. It is still played. Um, uh, Kevin Hearn assumed most of the uh, lead vocal duties on the choruses with uh, Ed Robinson after Stephen Page left. But this is an Ed Robinson song. So this is in heavy rotation still to this day. So, um, And you know Weird Al did a parody of this one. So in terms of no one's covered it, Weird Al has tried to keep up with that speed. <laughs> you, you, you broke the surprise. We were going to go, uh, our out is going to be the Weird Al Yankovic version, but that's okay. Oh, I didn't know. You're going to surprise me with it. I was going to surprise you with that. Um, all right. So we have gone to everything. Now we're on to the very last song. Now, here's the interesting thing about this particular song. This song was number one for both Kathy and myself. We actually agreed on uh, the number one Bare Naked Lady song. Mine was falling for the first time, but yes, this was in my very high, like top oh, three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Top yeah. three. You're well, not far off. We were very close on this one. Whatever space, whatever space it was was in on the list was the exact same as mine. I can't remember, but yeah, it did match. So, hold on one sec. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Commercial. And go. time of year Somewhere far away from here I feel fine enough I guess Considering everything's a mess There's a restaurant down the street Where hungry people like to eat I could walk, but I'll just drive. It's corner there and it looks outside. It's like a dream you try to remember, but it's gone. Then you're trying to speak, but it only comes out as young. When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door. Take your times away, I'm going to make you smile. When you realize that I got my side, might take a while. Just to try to figure out what all this is for. It's the perfect time of day. All right, so Pinch Me off of the Maroon album. So again, second album of um, their, when they became big, this was their second when they were um, a big hit. And you gotta imagine this. On the Maroon album, you have um, um, Too Little Too Late, which we just played, basically come in and slap you across the face to be like, hey, we're the Bare Naked Ladies. Pinch Me comes in on the third track, and you're like, what is this band? It's so different, but it's so amazing. Um, so the other thing that's very interesting, um, and I, Kathy, I don't know if you if you listened to the, that episode, but I have a theory on if you were to listen to the third track, not the first or the second track of an album, but the third track of an album, if you like the third track, you will like the entire album. That has always been my theory and my belief, and I have yet to be wrong about that particular thing. So this is the third track. Pinch Me, amazing song. Again, 
heavy rotation on VH1 and MTV. It had Ed Robinson uh, in a, a, um, a drive, like a McDonald's kind of thing, and like buns around him doing the the um, the uh, classic Hollywood like uh, uh, um, swim pool kind of kind of uh, 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 method. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's a fun song. It's a lovely song, and then. Uh, he throws in a lyric. I just heard you say, I just made, made you say underwear. It's such a weird line. Yeah, but uh, family road trip, back to that again. Hysterical. <laughs> was, was this a big a big favorite on uh, family road trip? Oh yeah, that one line. We would, we would all get quiet for it and all sing with it. it, it no conversation happened over that part. Yeah, I really wish I I'd met you earlier because I would have loved to even just to be a fly on the wall in these family road trips, knowing your family as I do now. I mean, oh my God, it would have been so fun. <laughs> ton of fun. I I like this song. I, it's fun. It's silly. It's quintessential Bare Naked Ladies. And yeah, it was it was number two on both of our lists, which is, is great. We matched up really well. Yeah, and I can understand why Falling for the first time was your number one. My number one was actually um, It's All Been Done. So very close again very very close um just great great uh musicianship so that is our list obviously there are a bunch of songs that we kind of mentioned that we didn't get into but um if you had to pick a top 10 list out there all you listening um what would that list be please uh email me at matthew.garland at gmail.com and tell me your list um but this has been so much fun again Bare Naked Ladies, and uh, a band that I kind of knew and were, was kind of a fan of. After this episode, I am now a full fan. I'm going to be listening to Stunt and Maroon for the next couple of days. I'll be listening to all the rest of the songs that we kind of um, spoke about and talked about. And you know, I'm very excited to to get to get my Bare Naked Ladies uh, uh, bit on. So. Um, Kathy, any closing remarks, anything you wanted to say further about Bare Naked Ladies? Or... Imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely a fan of them already. Uh, but if you're anything like a lot of people, you know greatest hits or you know songs from specific albums that you listen to. But I, I'd highly recommend giving them another visit. Maybe listen to an album that you didn't listen to. Maybe it came out after you had already been a fan and had already kind of honed in on your favorite songs definitely visit them again there's just uh, so many other gems in there that aren't as well known that are beautiful songs yeah i will completely agree with that but um anyway i want to thank uh you all for listening a wonderful another great wonderful um um episode uh these episodes have been going really well so i'm very excited i get to see some old friends um jackie freeman was on just recently talking about uh uh, Queen and uh, my friend Jen, we talked about Blues Traveler. So, um, and Kathy will be back. I, uh, Kathy and I always talk about what we want to talk about next and what we haven't spoken about um, and kind of doing these lists. I mean, I enjoy the top 10 list, but I do also enjoy just talking about the songs in a random order. So th these are kind of fun, but I want to definitely thank my uh, uh, guest, Kathy, for taking some time out of your day and come to visit and come on the show and talk about Bare Naked Ladies. I can tell it's a band that is very close to, to you and to your heart. So I, I really appreciate you coming up and, uh, and spend some time with me. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to gush and geek out and enjoy music and share it together and dance on our call together and just have an appreciation for things. Yeah, if if we were doing, uh, if this was a podcast, you would have seen Kathy and I dancing pretty much to every song that came up, especially the last 10 or so. Um, but thank you all very much for listening as well. Please check out other episodes. Um, I've got a whole backlog. We're in season two, so it's been a lot of fun. A um, couple of things coming up soon. Uh, check out the Movie Critics, a web series. Season one is completely up, so you can binge that. Uh, season two is being worked on right now. We're going to start uh, recording within the next probably month or two uh, once things kind of die down and um, yeah and Kathy has a wonderful role uh, in that uh, uh, so that's going to be very exciting to see her play a uh, sarcastic lawyer um, not that it was written for her but it was totally written for her um, <laughs> and uh, it will be fun yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. But um, thank you all so much. Uh, please take care of yourselves. I know we mentioned uh, COVID and the vaccines. If you have been vaccinated, wonderful. That's so great. Um, if you haven't, still be smart. Continue wearing your masks. Continue being safe and keeping your families uh, safe. And take care of yourselves. And like, I, and uh, Kathy kind of um, spoiled it, but that's okay. We're going to go out with a cover of an actual cover, but it's a parody of a bare naked lady song. Um, but have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves. One week since we got to see Gene Lovers and Cousin that Mary. Five days since they had the show with the hermaphrodite, the flood, and the backhoe. Three days since we heard the tale about the guy who learned his woman was a female. Yesterday, it occurred to me that I've been watching a bit too much Jerry Springer. Holy cow, did you see it last week? Well, I had this one freak who sucker punched his whole family. Do you recall when the brawl became a total free for all and Jerry's in the middle trying to be the referee? Hey, see the stripper with the implants. She likes to laugh dance and date the boyfriend of her mother. Now here comes Jerry's next guest, and it's a slum fest, cause it's a trailer trash brother. And if a maniac comes back and crack, it's like when animals attack, they all exhibit reprehensible behavior. And if in the notes are off their clothes, they're on their toes, that's how it goes, they get so violent, they have to sign a waiver. They're always wearing curse and kicking button, point and blame. On the air, they don't care, they got no shame. There was one guy who I'm sure felt a little strange, when he found out that his wife had a sex change. They have a tendency to scream and yell constantly, they have a history of ripping off their shirts. It's been one week since they had the vibe. With the Siamese twins and the transvestites Five days since that awful brawl They still haven't got the blood off the wall It's been three days since the bitter feud Between the KKK and that gay Jewish black dude Yesterday finally dawned on me Spending way too much time on that cherry spring When you're looking to plan your next Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, we suggest you reach out to Danielle Elliott at Marvelous Mouse Travels. Danielle is a long, uh, lifelong Disney enthusiast, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and a graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge. When you book with her, your booking includes 100% free concierge level services, uh, some of which include customizing the perfect Disney vacation package for you and your family and your budget, uh, booking those difficult to secure fast passes and dining reservations, uh, providing tips and tricks to get out the most of your vacation and more. Uh, Danielle also monitors Disney promotions to help you save money for those uh, Disney trip veterans still be in control of all the details. Danielle will take care of all your needs so you can have all the fun and truly say Akuna Matata throughout your time at Disney. 
Contact her for your free quote at danielle.elliot at marvelousmousetravels, one word, dot com, or by messenger, messen, messaging her on her Facebook page.